I didn't miss a show date. I didn't miss my mother's funeral. And the only way that that could possibly have taken place is from the help of Bruce White and the Star Plaza people who made it happen. And those are the type of people that you call your friends for life. From the Times of Northwest Indiana and nwi.com slash podcasts, you're listening to Byline, a show that looks at the paper's most fascinating stories and the reporters who tell them. I'm Kale Wilk. I'm Andrew Jones, and this week we're going to bring you the story of what some are calling the end of an era. We'll look at one man's reflection on a storied past. Um, there was always something for everyone. The lead singer of an iconic band. When I heard that they were going to uh, take the building down and build another structure, it, it just kind of hurt. And of the one constant in life, change. I would say, yeah, kind of a new generation is uh, emerging, and there, you know, there's good and bad with that. So let's start with this week's man on the job, oh, Joseph yes. P. Um, was, as a child, I was very bookish. I've just always kind of wanted to be a writer. The thing to know about Joe's job is that he wears many different hats. And as where I initially assumed this was exclusive to his job at the Times, apparently he's been doing this for a long time. Um, I worked for the Indiana Daily Student, but I kind of threw myself at like everything. I was the like the women's uh, basketball beat reporter going around to different Big Ten schools while I was the assistant arts editor. So whatever it was... And I since he started to work here, circumstances have been similar, to say the least. Former editor uh, Paul Mullaney, had, <laughs> he just asked me if I liked football. And I said, sure, sure, not knowing what the implications of that would be. <laughs> and they sent me out. But whatever it is, I'll write about it. I'm very studious. I... One thing you can tell about Joe immediately after meeting him is that he is exactly the person you want to handle so many beats at one time. Today he's telling us the story of why a region landmark is going to be demolished, but last week he was reporting on steel industry protests, the Woodmar Deli, and the death of an iconic 16-pound rabbit from a local arboretum. All stories, which, by the way, you can read at nwitimes.com. But, it, you know, it's to be honest, like that's one of the great things about journalism that I love is the variety and being able to do something different every day. To me, that's interesting where you get to, you know, learn about the world. You get to indulge your curiosity. You get to um, talk to a variety of people and cover a variety of things. Needless to say, Joe's a master at his craft, and so we were excited to meet with him and get a thorough background on the story of the Star Plaza and the Radisson at the Star Plaza's last days. And they were, this is a very big and significant announcement. This has been a, um, not not just the Star Plaza Theater, but also the Radisson at the um, Star Plaza. They're both like huge cultural institutions in the region, and not because my first reaction was wholly, uh, you know, I was when they when they uh, took me into the conference room and told me about it. And then, you know, initially we were we were very secretive about like who, you know. Who Joe was put on the story because he has both business and all, arts reporting experience. The, but as the news broke and has begun to develop, this quickly became a story about the end of an era. Uh, there's a lot. Uh, it's, it's stirring up memories. There's just a lot of like melancholy uh, about it. It's. Uh, uh, so, you know, some people are like, well, you know, who's going to visit the hotel if you don't have the 
the music. I've heard that a lot. If you don't have the music venue, people are just mainly upset about the, uh, from what I've talked to about the Star Plaza closing. There's had like a lot of memories there. And this story really isn't about why the Star Plaza is leaving forever, but what it means to the community. That's what Joe's been writing about for these past few weeks since the news broke on August 9th. But before we get to the what, we'll cover the why briefly. And to do that, we met up with Charlie Bloom. Thanks again for playing. We'll see you next year. And we would leave and close the door and leave him here in the theater with his family. Bloom is one of those guys who, after you hear him talk for just a minute or so, you're probably already asking yourself, who doesn't he know? So if you were a Liberace fan, you also had the Statler brothers uh, that you would go see. but And Bobby Vinton. But on the other hand, if you were country, you had Ricky Skaggs and Mickey Gilly. Uh, if you were urban, you had the B.B. King or Temptations and Millie Jackson or Gladys Knight. But Bloom seems more concerned with the quality of what the Star Plaza has to offer, not the quantity of the big names. Um, there was always something for everyone. Charlie Bloom is the president and CEO of the Star Plaza. March 13th this year marked his 27th and final year with the theater. When we met with him a couple of weeks after the announcement, he did a lot of reminiscing on the good old years of entertainment that's filtered into this region because of the Star Plaza over the past. The hotel was built in the 1960s, and then, over a decade later, the theater. It's been a good run. But a statement from White Lodging, a branch of the family business tracing their origins back to billionaire Bruce White, who built the original hotel in the middle of a cornfield, made it clear that time has taken its toll. The theater and the hotel are old, Renovations to today's standards would be prohibitively expensive, reported Joseph in the article announcing the 2017 yeah, demolition. You go inside, oh my God. Really, I, get, I don't want to think well, about this it. Place, yeah. I mean, this, Appropriately, yeah, it's Bloom it's has a voice for radio and a personality for TV. He's an entertainment producer through and through. When he talks to the reporters who were there with us as we toured the theater with him, it's like he's always been living in a moment from the past, frozen in time like vivid relics of a bygone era. Bloom made us realize that the Star Plaza may be on its way out, but the stories are here to stay. For example, he told a story about the great comedian Bob Hope. The entertainer was paid a substantial amount of money by the theater for a few shows, and here's what happened right so after that. So we come downstairs and we walk into this very room, and he's standing exactly where I'm standing. And, and at that time it was Mr. Hope as opposed to Bob. Mr. Hope, I can't thank you enough for playing for us. Oh, I love this theater. This is my favorite. And he knew Dean White also personally. And I love coming here, et cetera, et cetera. And I hand him the check, six figures, for a few shows he had done. And I take the envelope and I hand it to him. And i standing right where I am. And I see him look at his sport jacket. And, um, oh, thank you. Thank you very much. And he puts it in the jacket. And he walks out and he does the show. And I said to Mark... I bet that check doesn't get cashed. He will forget that he got paid. Now that's a love of your job when you forget to cash your paycheck. I call accounting Monday morning. I said, please alert me when this check clears. One week, two weeks, a month, two months. The check doesn't get cashed. Do we alert him? Do we wait for him to alert us? So I give it some thought, and now we're approaching the end of the three months or six month period of where the check is no longer valid. And I thought we have to say something. And I swear to you that very day, we get a call from the accounting office that the check cleared the bank, close to six months after he had played here. And I find out later, I won't tell you the sources, but 
It was his wife who was going through his clothes in the closet to send the suits out for dry cleaning and so forth, put her hand in the pocket and pulled out the check. And there is, I mean, he's an icon, obviously, Bob Hope, but to think that the money didn't mean anything to him. It was the excitement of performing and having an audience and coming back to Star Plaza Theater. He could have gone anywhere in the country, but he wanted to play here again. Stories like these are what made the Star Plaza not just a theater, but an establishment. And one where, even after the structures are gone, the memories will remain. Charlie has seen an outpouring of comments ever since the announcement about the Star Plaza Theater. Thinking back on it, he's seen just how much the theater has touched many lives. And I'll see Facebook posts. The most memorable time was the summer of such and such when they got to appear in a show here. Somebody posted recently, oh, I remember meeting Davy Jones. It was a highlight of, of my life. And you start to say to yourself, that was a highlight of your life. But then you realize it was for them. And then you feel so good that you played a small part in that experience. My team, the artist, everybody played a role in creating that incredible experience for that individual that now went on their Facebook and said that was one of their fondest memories of their life. I'm thinking, wow, that's pretty cool. And then I look back and think, very fortunate that that was one of every single night, you know, of some other uh, of memory that we might have had. When you walk into Charlie's office, and even the hallway outside it, there's pictures, posters, and memorabilia that can all reflect some part of the theater's history. Again, each one just, they all said to bring back, um, you know, incredible memories. And you see some of the same names appear. There's Anne Murray again. There's Jay Leno again. And this must have been years ago because here's Perry Como, who, great man, a great performer who unfortunately passed many years ago, but here's Jay Leno the same year. It's like walking into a vault, and Charlie can look at any of these items and jump back in time to tell you about these people. Their music, their performances, their mannerisms. He remembers it all. Here's a guy, B.B. King, incredible performer, but again, I'm getting to the point where they love what they do. It's not about the money. When the show is over, he goes backstage and to the green room to meet all of his guests. And it's usually Easter weekend. In fact, it was that weekend. Pretty much every year he was here was over Easter weekend. And Mark and I, we pretty much had a rule that we won't leave until the act has left the building for a variety of reasons. It's just a courtesy thing, and it's like until we know the artist is safe and sound and out of the building, we don't leave. The exception, B.B. King. That guy does not leave this building. He was here till 4 o'clock, sometimes 4.30 in the morning, and finally in the latter years when he would play here, we would walk in the dressing room and say, Good night, B. By the way, the door will lock behind you on your way out. Thanks again for playing. We'll see you next year. And we would leave and close the door and leave him here in the theater with his family and, and, and friends because he just kept going. He just loved performing. Charlie and the others have also made an endearing impression on the artists. But don't take our word for it. Listen to what Dwayne Allen, lead singer of the Oak Ridge Boys, had to say. The country group has played at the theater for 37 years. When I heard that they were going to uh, take the building down and build another structure, there was a part of me that, uh, as you can imagine, uh, was kind of a gut-wrenching thing. It, it just kind of hurt. 
And but we've had some wonderful experiences with the Star Plaza people. They've just become our dear friend. They're the only people in the entire United States that we exchange Christmas presents with every year. And we always go out to dinner with them after our show every year. It's just tradition. And they treat us like family, and we look at them as our dear family and our dear friends. Alan also remembers how Charlie, the Whites, and the crew at the theater helped him when his mother passed away, before a show. He said he would perform, but that he wanted to get to Texas as soon as possible for her funeral. He received quite the favor. There was a plane waiting for me. It flew me to Tennessee to pick up my family. It flew us to Texas to be at my mother's funeral. And then it flew me back through Tennessee to drop off my family and flew me to Ohio to work Jamboree in the Hills that night. I didn't miss a show date. I didn't miss my mother's funeral. And the only way that that could possibly have taken place is from the help of Bruce White and the Star Plaza people who made it happen. And those are the type of people that you call your friends for life. The eventual departure of the Star Plaza Theater represents something larger here. Like the past demolitions of Strombo Inn in Valparaiso, or Phil Schmitz in Hammond, or the recent decision for stock car racing to stop at the Ileana Motor Speedway in Cherville. It joins the other icons of a past era in Northwest Indiana. In business, tastes change. We no longer drive horses and carriages on the streets here. We rotate our tires instead of our horseshoes. Oh yeah, no, I, uh, people use words like landmark and iconic, and it's, it's, it's one of those things that's touched like so many lives, like so many people have just been there. As noted earlier in the episode, a new hotel will take the place of the Radisson Inn Theater. And these developments reflect decisions to meet the new demands of a modern-day Northwest Indiana. Something new will take its place. New establishments have taken over the area where Strombo Inn once stood. And Joseph tells us those businesses have been doing well. And it's the newspaper that will be there to chronicle the developments, the comings and goings, and all of the ripples they cause. I would say, yeah, kind of a new generation is uh, emerging. And, there, you know, there's good and bad with that. But the uh, like a lot of the, the, you know, these iconic restaurants people are lamenting were closing like Broncos and Crown Point or, um, you know, that type of thing. But you have tons of new restaurants opening up. You have tons of craft breweries opening. You have uh, you just don't have the scale that you did. And that makes it easier for people to kind of say, well, oh, well, things are going downhill, but they're not necessarily. It's just things are evolving and changing. Like, it's like, you know, you had this traditional region restaurant there that's now gone, but something modern came in and took its place. So it's not, we're, we're not like, you know, Detroit, it's not like, you know, perpetual decline or anything. It's, uh, you know, it's just some of the older institutions are um, fading, unfortunately. And then, you know, but we are getting some of the new things to come in and replace them. Byline is a production of the Times of Northwest Indiana. 
You can find us at nwi.com slash podcasts. We have new episodes out every single Monday. You can follow Byline on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just type in NWI Byline and we'll pop up. You can also download the latest episodes to your media player of choice from Google Play, iTunes, and Stitcher. Just be sure to leave us a review. It helps. We also appreciate constructive comments and feedback, as well as suggestions for topics you'd like us to consider. So send us an email if you want to, nwibyline at gmail.com. Reporting for this episode came from Joseph Pete, as well as Andrew Jones and myself. Matt Machete also filmed and produced a video about Charlie Bloom and the Star Plaza Theater for the paper's website, so you can go check that out at nwy.com. We'll be sure to share that video too. If you have some memories of the Star Plaza Theater, we'd like for you to share them with us. Just go to nwy.com slash starplaza. Thanks to the show's creator, Summer Moore, the Times' digital and audience engagement editor, who is our chieftain for all things that go into the production of this show. I'm Andrew Jones. I'm Kale Wilk, and from both of us here in Northwest Indiana, thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week.